You're listening to the Simply Instructional Coaching Podcast, a podcast for instructional coaches who want a simple plan with simple steps to get started coaching teachers. I'm your host, Nicole, and I'm an elementary teacher turned instructional coach with a little bit of K-12 admin sprinkled in. Tune in for simple tips and strategies for what and how to coach teachers. Being an impactful instructional coach doesn't have to be complicated. Let's make it simple. Hey, hey, coaches. I tell the story all the time about my journey to becoming an instructional coach. It was definitely a rough one. Over the past few years, I have worked with coaches one-on-one and in small groups. And one of the biggest questions I get is, where do I start? My answer is always the simple blueprint for instructional coaching. I have split the blueprint into two different sections. The first section is the foundations and the second one is the work of coaching. In this episode, we will dive into the foundations. But first, let me give you a quick overview. The blueprint is simple because I use the word simple, S-I-M-P-L-E, to provide you with steps to get started. As I travel around the country to different conferences, I get asked this question all the time. Hey, Nicole, what is the simple blueprint and who is it for? So my answer is always (laughs) that it is a comprehensive blueprint for coaching that outlines the most crucial components of instructional coaching and how you provide differentiated support for teachers. I truly believe that differentiating support is important. The simple blueprint pretty much provides some quick strategies for identifying teacher needs, tips for developing a coaching plan, and some strategies to use to support teachers. Tenured and new coaches can both utilize the simple blueprint. I also want to say that the blueprint used can also be used with other coaching models. It can be a standalone as well. So it's kind of flexible in that way. So let's dive into what the blueprint is. S stands for set the vision. I stands for introducing your role. M stands for make a plan. P stands for provide strategic support. L stands for launch coaching cycles. E stands for engage in professional learning. I broke it up again into those two sections. S-I-M is the foundations and P-L-E is the work of coaching. So let's go ahead and dive into the foundations in this episode. So set the vision means that you want to seek clarity for your role with your school and your administrator. You want to develop the vision for your role and how you are going to best support teachers. So I always say that the first thing that you want to do is go back and you want to start with a meeting with your principal. So as you guys sit down and you have conversations, the principal will have their vision of what it is that they think an instructional coach will do. Either they've been an instructional coach, heard of instructional coaching, or someone said, hey, we're going to put a coach in your building. Either way, you want to sit down and have that conversation because the principal does have a vision of what they think that you should be doing. You listening to this podcast and probably picked up the Simply Instructional Coaching book and some other books about coaching. You know, you have your own vision of what you feel as though instructional coaches should do. And so both of you together need to have that meeting. And in that meeting, you're going to discuss all of those things, what your vision is, what their vision is, and how you guys can come together. 
So it's a few things that I want to make sure that you have on your agenda for that meeting. You definitely want to create your own agenda. First thing is, is that you want to establish some boundaries. You want to know what it is that you can and you can't do, what the principal is comfortable with you doing, and what the principal is not comfortable with you doing. Many times, instructional coaches and principals get into something like a battle over struggle or power, but you don't want to be in that battle. That's why you have this conversation. So you want to make sure that you establish boundaries. Another boundary that I always try to make sure that I establish is asking my principal for some protected time. One thing that you want to do is when you are working with a teacher and you've set a time that you're supposed to be there either to observe or have a planning period, any of those times, you want to make sure that you actually show up. Because most times teachers are like, I don't want to work with the coach anyway. And so you want to make sure that you are building that relationship and you do what it is that you say you're going to do. That is super important. Another thing when you have your meeting, you want to talk about what support you have and what resources that you can get. You want to know if you have any professional development money. If so, you can join the Simply Coaching Hub. You can purchase some professional development books around coaching and those different types of things. So you want to know if there are funds for that or if you can go to a conference. You also want to know what type of supports you have in the building, where your office space is going to be, what technology are you going to use, how will the principal actually support you, will you have weekly meetings, and so forth. All of that is really big when it comes to supporting resources. You also want to talk about what your expected results are. How will you be evaluated at the end of the year? How many teachers you're going to work with? Are teachers going to be a part of your evaluation? Are you going to use live surveys? What is it that you're going to be evaluated on? And what does that evaluation look like? Another thing you want to do is who will you work with? So what is your coaching focus and how will teachers be assigned to you? Will they opt in? Will they be assigned? What are the greatest needs of some of the teachers that the principal has observed? If this is your first year in that building, then you really want to ask these questions. If this is your second, third or fourth year in the building, then you really want to know what the year focus is and what the principal's vision is for that year. I've been in multiple buildings, (laughs) And I've been in the same buildings for multiple years. Every single year when I worked with my principal, I had a different vision or I had a different goal of what it is that I needed to get done that year. So just because you have stayed in the same building doesn't mean that the vision of your role will stay the same. It can evolve over time and your principal can have a different vision and things can kind of take on a different role based on where your building is. Have this meeting with your principal, even if you've been in that building for over a year or more. I also will say, if you're listening to this podcast and it's the middle of the year, if it's October, if it's January, if it's even in April, you can still have this meeting because it's important for you to get that vision out, for you guys to have the same vision together so that as you do your role or that you support your teachers, then you guys are on one accord as you keep moving. Hey, hey, coaches, I have a few questions for you. Are you struggling to get coaching cycles completed? Are you still trying to figure out what to coach? Are you confused about how to coach teachers? 
If you raised your hand and said yes to any of these questions, I want to invite you to join me and more than 100 instructional coaches inside the Simply Coaching Hub. The Simply Coaching Hub is a professional development, resource, and community hub that will provide you with practical, relatable, and actionable professional development for new and seasoned instructional coaches. The hub is specifically for instructional coaches created by me and instructional coach. In the hub, we focus on providing specific pathways that meet you where you are in your coaching journey. Differentiation is important when we work with students and even when we coach teachers. Shouldn't it be important when it comes to your growth as a coach too? Absolutely. And that's why when you join the hub, you will be prescribed a coaching pathway that will address your specific needs. The hub also provides a simple framework for you to implement right away. It's time you start coaching with confidence. And most importantly, the hub is a community. With over 100 instructional coaches from all over the world, you will connect with someone who can support you through any situation you may be dealing with. And the best part is you have a coach walking side by side to support you in your journey. It's time to elevate your instructional coaching with the Simply Coaching Hub. Check out www.simplycoachinghub.com to learn more. I will see you in the hub. Let's talk about introducing your role. This is one of my favorite parts of being an instructional coach. When I do this, I always like to start the year off with doing an event, and I call it Cupcakes with Coach. And Cupcakes with Coach is an event that I do maybe two times a year. The first time I do it is definitely in August, September, and the second time I do it is around Valentine's Day. It is so cool to do it during Valentine's Day and share some love with teachers. So at the beginning of the year, I either do it as an open house style or I will do one-to-one. It kind of just depends on how I am working with teachers. If I am trying to enroll teachers into my coaching from the building, then what I want them to do is I want them to all come into the room and I want to set the mood. The biggest thing is that I do is I love to go get those Christmas stream lights and I stream those lights around the room. I make sure I cut the overhead lights off because you have to set the mood. I always say that you want to have an inviting atmosphere. So I play some very soft lo-fi music and then I have treats and that's where the cupcakes come in. So I have different cupcakes. I have fruit, water, granola bars, all of that kind of little assortment. I also have a Keurig and at the beginning of the year, normally I go and purchase a big box of assorted K-cups. And so I set that out along with some water So when I have the teachers to come in and to visit, I make sure that there's a QR code up on the wall. And on that wall, somewhere overhead, they're going to complete a survey. The survey is very general and they do not have to put their name on it. I'm really looking to collect information about the whole feel of instructional coaches in the building. Are teachers enjoying? Have they worked with a coach before? Have they not worked with a coach before? Has a coach did them wrong? Do they feel as though coaches are snitches? Like what are their overall feels for that? So I have about three or four questions that I ask on this survey and I have them to complete it. 
At that time, I'm also sharing ways that I can work with them, um, giving them maybe some brochures of things that I do, and then talk about or try to set up a meeting or a time where I can come in and have a one-to-one conversation with them. And so it's a cool like open house feel, the same as kind of what you used to do when you were in a classroom when parents would come right before school started and they brought in all of their goodies and treats for their kids. So this is the same way where you just kind of get in a feel of what's happening and kind of share out your schedule or some things like that for teachers. If I am assigned teachers, I don't do it open house style. I send an individual invitation and a time for teachers and I set up about 20 minutes. During that time period, I am working with that teacher. I do not have any type of electronics out. There's no computer. There's no phone. There's none of those things out there. What I am doing is I have an agenda sheet. And on that agenda sheet has those same getting to know you questions. I have that sheet on my side and I have given that sheet to the teacher as well. So now we're having a communication and a dialogue about their experiences as utilizing or working with a coach. I talk about my experiences and have them write notes. And then they talk about their experiences and needs and I write notes. And at that particular time, we walk away with some next steps, what it is that we want to do. And I'm introducing what coaching is. I talk about the coaching cycle. I let them know exactly what it is they can expect. I always say that if you know what to expect, then you're a little bit more comfortable with actually being coached. And so that is what it is that I do with introducing your role. I like to share what I do and how I will support teachers in both ways during that Cupcakes with Coach. Now, during Valentine's Day, it's more of a check-in. I love to just put on my Simply Coaching tee. <laughs> it's called Instructional Coaching with Love. I absolutely love that t-shirt. I put on that t-shirt and I buy those same treats, but I decorate in red and white and pinks. Then I bring those teachers in that I have been working with and I make sure that they know that it's just a touch in or or a basis. We're kind of seeing where they were, where they ended at the end of the semester, what are their goals for second semester and so on. That is what introducing your role is and kind of how you can get teachers on board, especially if you enroll them and not assign them. The final component to the SIM or the foundations of the blueprint is to make a plan. How will you approach coaching? A lot of times we have to kind of figure out Are we going to just start immediately our observations or as I call them snapshots? And let me say this. The reason why I changed the word from observation to snapshot is because as I worked with coaches and teachers, the word observation was correlated to evaluation. That is huge. We do not want teachers to feel as though we are evaluating them. And since we don't want them to feel that way, then I just changed the word because it is in their subconscious or their mind. She's coming to do an observation. So she's coming to judge me. She's coming to see if I'm doing good or bad. That is what's in their mind. What we want in their mind is, is she's just coming to kind of just take a glimpse or get a snapshot of what's happening so that we can get better. She wants to come in or he wants to come in and just kind of look and see what's happening and what's going on. So we want that type of mindset when we're coming in. Now you want to make a plan on when you're going to do your baseline snapshots, what it is that you're going to be looking for, 
And then when you're going to have your debrief conversations or your planning meetings with those teachers, if you are enrolling teachers, hopefully doing your open house cupcakes with coach, you had an opportunity to kind of set up some days and times where you're going to go in and talk with teachers and kind of have that one-on-one with them and start getting to work. That is where you are specifically when it comes to making a plan. Those are the two kind of choices that you have. And then you'll start getting into the work. So I hope that the SIM component of the blueprint was able to give you a good foundation of where it is that you want to start coaching. So in the next episode, we're going to dive into the PLE, providing strategic support, launching coaching cycles, and engaging in professional learning. I'll see you guys then. for listening to the Simply Instructional Coaching Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with other coaches and teacher leaders, post about it on social media, and leave a rating or review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at simplycoachingandteaching underscore and on Twitter at coachandteach. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode. Happy coaching. Happy coaching.